Welcome to Brand Identity Design. I'm your host, Jason, and we're currently doing this series called as The Dark Side of Entrepreneurship. Now, before we start, I'd like to thank all the listeners who are listening to this conversation live on Clubhouse or on Replay or on any other broadcasting platforms available for audio such as Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we try to do rooms daily except on Thursdays and Friday at 12 Eastern Standard Time. We specifically uh, want to highlight the subject which is uh, entrepreneurship, the challenges an entrepreneur goes through and, and how you know entrepreneurs take these challenges and try to make the best out of it. So the aim of the show is to highlight it, let educate entrepreneurs about how impactful these stories can be through our interviews. I appreciate everybody who is joining our conversation. People who are new to the show, I just want to quickly update and give you a heads up on the format. We're going to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation first you know, with my guests who will be joining very soon. Uh, then we're going to lead to the Q&A and then we will lead to the, uh, at the end of the room, you know, wherein we talk about my guest business and what they do and what kind of impact they create in people's lives. Uh, if you do like this content, please feel free to share. Uh, be, feel free to share uh, this room on Clubhouse. You can also support the show uh, by helping us to fund, you know, buy, buy equipments, uh, which will help us to offer a better quality. Uh, by going through my link tree, uh, you can you should be able to find my link tree on my Instagram bio. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, very simple. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how big your following is and then uh, and how long have you been doing business as long as you have a story to share and as, as long as you know how to articulate your thoughts okay and talk about your business we will be happy uh, to give the platform to you as a guest if you like to advertise uh, feel free to send me a message uh, with dm me the word on instagram or on clubhouse advertise I'll be happy to share those options with you. If you'd like to be a guest, just DM me the word guest. Uh, I'm just waiting for my guest to join in our conversation. I did try to ping him. Uh, he, I don't think he has got my message yet. Hi, LJ. So great to see you. I'm just going to invite you up while I wait for my guest to join. What's up? What's up, LJ? What's up? Hello. How are you doing, Jason? Fantastic, my friend. Fantastic. I did. I did send him an invitation. Oh, would you mind just managing the room for a while while I just go and call him up? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna make you a mod just in case if I lose you. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. Give us a second. I'm just trying to invite my guest. All right. Get in touch with him. Welcome, welcome. So today I actually was looking over some of the content that we're going to be talking about. I was kind of helping Jason put together this conversation um, based on the information that we were given about his guest. Um, and, you know, talking about leveraging your corporate experience in business, what we're talking about is there's a lot of people, especially now with COVID, that were working for these huge companies. You're talking about, you know, C-suite executives working for these huge organizations. And they realized, you know, maybe it's time for me um, to go ahead and start doing my own thing. And it's very scary. It's very, very scary to to step out and do your own thing, especially if you have, you know, 20, 30, 
you know, 40 years of experience in an industry, right? Um, but it is important to do so. So today um, we're going to be talking um, with uh, just um, about his background. He actually worked in the hospitality industry for quite a while. And um, let me see him pull up some notes that we have from the other day and kind of give you guys some context. Yeah, so, yeah he has uh, he has experience in 36 years in the wellness, uh, the spa hospitality industry. Yes, LJ, you're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. He's like a wellness veteran. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said earlier, I, I, I popped in, um, you know, during this episode of the show, we're going to be discussing identifying your your personal creative process, your soft skills and unique business strategy. I think these are going to be some great topics to discuss, because here's the thing. Um, and thank you, Just, uh, for joining us. So I was just saying that Jason and I, when we were, um, he was kind of going over some of the information you sent him. And we thought, and I'm sure you think, it, it's really important, especially now, when you have all this background working with these uh, big corporations. I, I know you have a, a background in luxury uh, hotels and spas and resorts and leveraging that experience and, and, and kind of positioning it into your own uh, thing. So I um, mean, make you a moderator as well um let me see here i, I did i did i did oh you did okay great yeah, yeah awesome so yeah so, so then today uh I'll, I'll go ahead and head back down to the audience have a great show jason yeah, thank you for yeah, uh, doing no the no problem bro i appreciate you helping me out while i was trying to get in touch with my guest thank you so much you're amazing my friend thank you LJ. i appreciate this yeah just just thank you so much uh, for being here so so i have seen i, I see that a lot of uh, people have joined us our, um, you know, have joined this conversation. I want to quickly give you guys a heads up if you are new to the style or the format of our show. It's going to be a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute conversation between me and my guest. Okay, we will try to understand, uh, you know, who Justin is, what he does, uh, sorry, justice and what he does. Uh, and, and he brings a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the wellness sector, the spa and the hospitality industry. I'm so excited to have him as a guest on my show right now at this very moment. I'm very, very honored uh, because, you know, he is a great entrepreneur first. He has a wealth and wealth of knowledge in this space. So I'm really excited to see how the conversation flows and how things go from there. So first 30 minutes, it's a conversation between me and the guest. And after that, we will open the room out. Uh, for, for our audience so that you guys can have a Q&A and, and towards the end we will give Justin uh, just the opportunity of uh, you know promoting his business explain us what he does and how he benefits and what kind of value does he bring to his audience so that will be the format of the show I would highly encourage uh, you know my audience to please share the room I appreciate LJ you you know you managing the room in the beginning thank you Stacy for being here thank you Kiana thank you Ryan uh, for consistently supporting the show. I appreciate this very, very, very much. Please share this room on Clubhouse so that more people can get value from it. So welcome, Just, and, and I'd like to quickly give a quick intro to my, to my guest. Uh, Just is an entrepreneur, a wellness veteran, and he has over 36, 36 years of experience in spa, wellness, and hospitality industry, uh, specifically within the area of brand building strategy conceptualization business development and he has worked for more than 100 spas across across the globe and a dozen of global hotel brands as well so i appreciate just you being here welcome to the show and i'm going to start off with my very first question so that you know uh, the audience get the most value from our conversation so tell us what inspired you 
what was your aha moment or what pushed you to become an entrepreneur first tell us a little bit about the journey and how did corporate experience help you to structure your business so i know it's a, a loaded question with a couple of things but i hope <laughs> so let's let's go ahead with that. yeah absolutely well first let me just say thank you very much for inviting me on um i'm pretty green with the clubhouse stuff i've just been doing it for a few weeks but I'm loving it and um, shows like this, I've been watching your show for a bit now and it's just awesome uh, to participate. So thank you for that as well. Um, you know, to get into your question, I think um, my impetus for becoming an entrepreneur, for, for starting to do things on my own was the inability to find a fit in a lot of traditional roles. So uh, I started working at 14 and you know, doing the same things that most other people do. You kind of bounce around for summer jobs and high school jobs and things like that. Um, but I could never really, I never really fit that well with something that had parameters. Um, I like to stretch. And uh, obviously when you're just kind of a line employee, you don't have much say over how that works or how that goes, right? You're hired to do a job and you're expected yeah. to do a job. Um, and so as I did that, um, m one of my earliest jobs was working at a spa in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, called 10,000 waves. It was a pretty unique environment. Uh, and back then spa was not an industry. It was a sapling, you know, there weren't really, um, very many in the U S at all. So it wasn't like it was, uh, a long-term career goal or anything. I just happened to uh, work there early in high school. And then I worked there through the next 10 years um, during college breaks, things like that. Uh, I went to school for architecture, um, thinking that that was kind of what I wanted to do was, was be an architect. Um, and sort of, again, just being a, a young guy with a lot of interests, um, I just sort of bounced around through those different types of ideas. Uh, and again, architecture didn't quite match what I, I wanted. There's parts of it that I loved and parts of it I didn't. And so at that point, um, probably my second year of university, I started figuring out that I actually could curate what I was going to do for a living, that I didn't have to fit in the parameters of the job description. Um, it wasn't going to be easy. And, and, you know, it, takes the right employer to allow you to do that. But I started doing that. And so that job at 10,000 waves, I would often revisit it and, and go back and work during holidays and things. Um, I ended up going to culinary school and, and became a chef. And then I opened a uh, prepared foods company with some partners. Uh, and I kind of figured that would be my uh, career but I had a mishap in the kitchen uh, and I was, uh, I couldn't, I had cut a finger off actually. Uh, and so I couldn't work in the commercial kitchen for a what? few months. Yeah. A little, a little crazy. I, I had chicken pox at the age of 25, which is pretty uh, dangerous and uh, for a male. And so I was, I was out of work for over a month and crawling the walls, just being bored. So I ended up um, going back to 10,000 Waves to just help them out. They needed some help running their lodging. Um, and I kind of went back with the understanding that I could sort of create a position. They didn't have one um, to do that there. And so I sort of just 
crafting what that might look like. Um, I focused on my strengths and not on my weaknesses um, and sort of put together a job description that fit me. Uh, and that was my first foray into creating a position that didn't exist. Um, and then I, I left there actually and went to Whole Foods and started opening Whole Foods markets. And uh, that was a blast. It was a lot of fun. But eventually some people from the spa world ran into me in one of the stores and kind of broke me down. They just kept begging me to come and open this spa uh, that they had for a Hyatt. And uh, I did that. And that just sort of led me into what I did for the next uh, 20 years and up to now. Uh, and that's, I started opening spas for corporate hotel chains. Um, I went from Hyatt to right. Starwood. Uh, and then uh, in 2004, again, I was feeling a little um, kneecapped or, or restricted working in a corporate environment. I was working for Starwood at that time and it just wasn't feeling right. And so I had an opportunity to kind of changed my life. And so I, I resigned from that position. I didn't have another job. Uh, I went back to New Mexico, which is where I had grown up, uh, bought a house and started renovating it. Um, not really thinking about what might be next career wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and then people started calling me, um, the corporate director for Starwood was going to be leaving her position. And she, uh, recommended me to a role at an international spa consultancy. Again, the industry was still even young at that point. So not a lot of competitors in that arena. Um, but I, I went up to Denver, talked to those folks and it, it just seemed to fit. And again, it was another place where they originally were hiring me to write spa menus. Um, and I went ahead and accepted that knowing in my mind that I wouldn't be doing that very long, that I would create a new role. And that's exactly what I did is I created a role that they didn't have. Um, and it allowed me to do a lot of different things. And then after the downturn in 2008, we made it through another couple years there with that company. And then we had to shut the doors. And so I went out on my own. So in 2010, I started my company. Um, and for the last 12 years, I've had my company and I work for a lot of other companies kind of as a um, subcontractor or sometimes an advisor or a board member. I don't know if that went way off from what you originally <laughs> asked, but. No, I think, I think it was spot on. Just, I, I appreciate you giving us that backstory. I mean, you have like 36 years worth of experience, so I'm sure our audience can acknowledge and understand why you, why that story was really necessary but by and i appreciate you know you you helping us understand you know this different layers how you started from 14 years old your journey with 10000 waves how you became a chef and prior to that an architect it didn't vibe well and then how you transitioned uh, yourself you know towards a little more corporate environment and 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 then you figured out that you know maybe entrepreneurship is the right way so i appreciate you know, you sharing and giving us a, a lot of that backstory. I think that really helps. It is very powerful and it is very inspiring. And just, just I wanted to ask you a question specifically about soft skills. You know, you know, interpersonal skills, communication skills. And I think in the hospitality sector, or the wellness sector, or the spa sector, it's all about offering an experience, right? Yes. So, so as entrepreneurs, okay. Now you being an entrepreneur, how what do you think 
how 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 should people take leverage and use this it's not something which you can put on a resume right it's something right. that you have to learn so how was your journey and can you help us understand like you know how did it help you to grow and and build your business by having those skills because i think every entrepreneur needs those skills it's it's some it's not just for hospitality i'm just saying you just need it in general you need to know how to offer that experience so i hope you get my question whatever i'm heading yeah absolutely i think it's a couple things a couple things that helped me or that changed my trajectory uh the first one is when i was still quite young i i think i was 17 when when they made me a manager at at uh, 10,000 waves and part of that process or or why i was kind of moved up the chain is that I had a, um, not only a talent, but actually I enjoyed dealing with the most difficult people uh, and that's guests and employees. So um, for, for those that have worked in the spa industry or even food and beverage, you know, uh, providers, healers, as well as uh, chefs, people like that, creatives, in other words, they're quite demanding to work with. They're, they're not easy people to work with. I include myself in that, in that, uh, category um but it takes a lot of attention uh to those soft skills the, the ability to have perspective um to deal with people like that and the same goes for very demanding guests uh and it, it became something that i was known for that when when you had the most demanding guests the most impassable obstacle um, with another person they would usually come and find me and th these were people um, you know, much older than me that were coming and finding this 17 year old kid and saying, Hey, can you deal with this lady? She's impossible. Um, and so I started to develop and refine, uh, the ways of dealing with people like that. And what it really came down to was perspective. And it's, it's the ability to kind of take yourself out of your immediate situation and out of your own um, comfort zone, right? Your, your perspective, the way you see things and step into the other side and see what does it feel like from their end? Why are they so upset? Um, you know, what, what is it that is, is driving their, um, experience. And so that was the early piece of it. And that just became a skill that every time I utilized it, um, I got a lot of personal satisfaction, but I also got a lot of outside uh, external stimulation, right? People saying, wow, that was great, that kind of thing. And so that just sort of feeds that whole deal. Um, and then those skills is what I used throughout my okay. career and, and what I use today, especially for creative work. It's that perspective. It's being able to see multiple vantage points and being able to accept when you're wrong, right? Because we're, we're all wrong quite often. Mm -hmm. So when, when you have a preconceived notion uh, and even if you've, you know, you're willing to die on the sword for it, but if you can take a step back for even just one moment and see another perspective, almost always you're going to learn something. Uh, and it may completely shift what you were thinking. And, and that's been very valuable mm -hmm. for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you helping us, you know, understand the importance and how it helped you and how, how you leverage, you know, these soft skills. To make it work for your business so i appreciate you you helping you know and helping us understand and helping our audience to get more context and backstory about this i just want to quickly acknowledge some of the people who joined the conversation lj stacy kiana laurie welcome to the 
conversation and more thank you so much for coming back uh, guys if you're enjoying so far what you're listening there is more i would highly encourage you to share the room on clubhouse so that more people can join in and we can get this message out to as many people as possible uh, so the, it is not going to cost you money it's just going to help me and my guest to get more exposure so i appreciate if you can do that and uh, i wanted to just head to my next question and i i did ask you this question in the beginning but i i think it's more relatable now so soft skills is one of those skills which you acquired but you know overall while working with corporate for such a long time and different positions how did what did you get out of a job which helped you to structure your business because i think there is a perception uh, and a misconception just that people think that you should jump into entrepreneurship and not really gain experience if if you know where i'm heading with this question yes yes yeah so so can you can you amplify on that i think that's going to help a lot of people yeah absolutely i think um i mean one of the biggest obstacles of becoming an entrepreneur or a business owner is not knowing what you don't know uh and there's only two ways to do that it's either to experience it in some way which is typically from another job that you've held or to try and do it on your own which is a lot more difficult a lot more dangerous right the the failures are much uh they hit harder and they're deeper and so i'm sure i could have gotten to the point that i am now by going that route and just figuring it out on my own um but it wouldn't have been nearly as easy um not that it was easy but it, it would have been even more difficult uh so working in those other environments um all the jobs that i've ever had a lot of jobs since 14 so all those jobs but specifically the corporate ones you start to follow a path that's already been built right and you can when you're on a path that's stable that's already been proved out by somebody else you don't have to focus on the path before you necessarily and you can start to enjoy some of the things on the sidelines and that's what it was for me um you know starting a little before hyatt but specifically with hyatt is where i started to learn about pnls how to read a pnl properly how to do forecasting um how to do feasibility studies which i mean that pretty much paid my bills for the first uh portion of my own uh, entrepreneurial endeavor and i wouldn't have learned those things as well or as effectively if i had done it from a book or just trial and error through my own so having mm-hmm. all of these mentors as i went along especially through the corporate systems where there's a lot of stability and there's a lot of history and historical um processes and things all of that it was like a uh a nitrous button for your, my career right i i moved through much more rapidly on the backs of those people and 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 what they had already done and accomplished um so for me if if i was doing this again or if i was giving advice to my younger self i would double down on that i probably would have started working in those environments earlier and i would have stayed a little longer and gained more insight before i went out on my own mm, makes sense makes sense i appreciate you sharing that uh just thank you so much i wanted to ask you another question and this is just building up based on our conversation so while you were working in these corporate jobs you know did you develop i am assuming that you did develop a unique creative process for yourself for your business just to make it fun make it more exciting learnable and and better 
as an entrepreneur so if you can share some of those creative processes you were able to create yeah absolutely um and you know it's an ev- evolutionary thing uh, my process today is nothing like my process then it all grows and develops and and kind of you take what's good and double down on that you keep making that better and you eliminate what didn't work or you change it or what have you um you know and and working in specifically corporate environment things are fairly stringent i mean again it's it's a little bit rote they want you to follow processes processes that are tried and true and that can be measured uh right they're very much into kpis and 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 those types of measurable uh methodologies because they need to know what everybody's doing and and what effect you're having and what value you're bringing so a lot of the general processes or the day-to-day processes were just things that i had to adopt by nature of whatever role i was in but alongside of that um peripherally i would i had to always have a fascination for productivity productivity tools productivity strategies all that sorts of thing and so along the way i was constantly creating and refining tools for myself that were peripheral to the main strategy right if for example if i had to do my annual forecast for one of the spas that i was running there was a format that you used that did that for hyatt and what i did was create processes on the side of that that helped me to fill out that form more easily uh and a lot of it just came down to kind of uh, again perspective right it's just looking at things from different angles uh, a lot of times recognizing things that are not going to be in that standard process because again it's standard they're trying to get it to the lowest common denominator and so thinking about mm-hmm. things that are that are unique or peripheral or things that might have an effect that nobody's taken into account because again it's a little outside of the the standard or the norm i i appreciate you sharing that again just thank you so much so so i i like the fact that you know you're fascinated with some of the productivity tools and and you use it and yes you know i agree that you no know, it's overall like an evolutionary thing because as you keep on learning and growing you will find different ways to have your creative process so it will keep evolving on a day to day basis i'm not the same entrepreneur as i started you know around right. two, two and a half three years back i have evolved over time so i get that i 100% i get that so just you know i'm sure there are many aspiring entrepreneurs who are actually listening to this conversation okay when i say aspiring maybe they are stuck to a job okay maybe they have some plans we don't know if we have to speak to them because you have enough corporate experience and you use and you leverage that experience to transition to entrepreneurship what would be a good advice for them because i think people are scared because they think they will lose the security because you don't when you're an entrepreneur it's not necessary you have those insurance covers it's not right. like you know you have protected so people hesitate to take that jump right what would be yep. your advice to those entrepreneurs aspiring sure um i think three thing well, maybe more than three but we'll start with three the first one is to really gauge your your personal constitution right what are you made of do you really want to start your own endeavor and and figure out why 
you know, you need to answer that to yourself. Why do I want to do this? Because it, a lot of times people think they want to be their own boss or think they want to start their own company. Um, but in reality, they would find just as much comfort staying in another role within somebody else's company. So it's about identifying what is it that you really want to accomplish? Um, and do you have to be an entrepreneur for that? Or can you do that within another company? Um, because it's, it's certainly a lot more attractive as an idea than it is as a reality being an entrepreneur. Uh, it's, it's not an easy thing and there's definitely, um, some very high peaks and, and very low valleys. So, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is once you've determined that, and if you've got your heart set on it and your mind set that this is what you're going to do, I think there's two ways that people go about it. Some people jump all in, burn all bridges, and uh, they're a hundred percent focused and committed to whatever this entrepreneurial endeavor is. And a lot of people have success with that. Um, and the other way is to do it a little safer, keep your day job, work as a side hustle, start building whatever it is that you're wanting to build and proofing it out. I think there's room for both of those. Again, it goes back to your personal constitution. Who are you? What has your history shown? Have you, have you had successes in other arenas in your life, whether that's playing or um, going to school, whatever it is that you've had in your, in your history, have you been the type of person who can jump in full force 100% and devote everything, all of your effort to something, mm -hmm. if you can, then maybe that's the way to go. If in your past you haven't done that, it's unlikely you're going to do that now. So it may be better to keep a little bit of a safeguard with a, a job that you have to pay the bills or, or have insurance or whatever you need, and then build your side hustle on the side. Um, and then the third thing is, I think, the people that I've studied and I've, I've been studying entrepreneurs for a very long time since, since I was 14, basically since those early mentors uh, and the ones that seem to succeed the most don't care what other people think. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, they're, they're only focused on what they're doing for themselves and their family, their loved ones, um, whatever dream it is they're building. And they don't care about all the outside noise. Um, they don't worry about, what people perceive of them or if they screw up or don't screw up. Um, you just, you just focus in on what you're building and stay true to that because there's always going to be people kind of trying to tear that down. People don't like people exceeding around them. It's difficult for a lot of people. So those would be the three things that I would concentrate on. Interesting. Interesting. I, I really like this perspective. So again, just to re-clarify, uh, the first thing which you recommended is why you want to become an entrepreneur and, and just ask yourself, do you really have to be an entrepreneur to make that happen? Right. That, I think that was interesting. Yep. Second, have, once you have your heart and mindset to it, you have two choices, either to go all in and, and, and let's hope for the best and eventually you will succeed. Some people do have success early on and some people may take a little time. Or, or you can have the hustle mentality wherein, you know, you can have your part-time job or keep a job, a day job and work on your business in the night and you can have like a consistent cash flow and you don't have to, you know, risk things enough. Like, you know, you, yeah, I, I like that. That is, that is, that is good. And the third thing you said is just studying about entrepreneurship in general so that you have, 
uh, you know, a different way of looking at things. I, if you can amplify on the third part a bit more, I, I think that would really help because I'm really yeah. excited. No, this is very, very interesting. Yeah, actually, you just took a little bit different take than I did, but what you said is exactly right. It's it's just studying that process, understanding where you fit in it, and like I said, not letting outside distraction take you off of your focus, right? And I think you see that a lot with people who do fail, um, and, and I mean, I've failed a ton of times, and almost every time it's because somebody planted doubt somewhere along the way. Somebody said, I wasn't good enough, or the idea wasn't good enough, or it's already been done, or any number of things. And the, and the times where I've had tremendous success were when I shut out all the noise, I focused on what I knew I knew, and I gathered as much of what I didn't know uh, into that. And the result has always been great. You know, I, I have four um, spa brands that have won um, spa of the world awards over the last, uh, I guess, six years or so, um, with no intent of that ever happening. And those were all projects that I kind of crawled into my own little world and, and focused on, um, and didn't, not that I don't take direction or input or feedback, but take that as a, as a moment of perspective, not as a defining truth, right? And, and you have to just stay true to what you have in your mind as you're creating whatever this is because at the end of the day again it's yours right you're building it for yourself uh first or you should be um and so yeah just shutting out that shutting out the, the doubt yeah makes sense makes sense i appreciate you giving us more clarity on the third point i'm going to quickly guys do a room reset okay and and, and we're going to start with the q a would, I would highly encourage people to come up on stage and ask just a few questions about what you feel, uh, you know, would be appropriate. And if you are an entrepreneur or if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur, he has a lot of experience. He can give you his knowledge when, with regards to corporate jobs and, and how he transitioned to be an entrepreneur and, and his overall experience in the wellness and hospitality and spa industry. So... So I appreciate everybody who is in, who is here. So let's do a quick reset. Welcome to Brand Identity Design. And I'm your host, Jason, uh, with an I. And I'm currently doing this series called as The Dark Side of Entrepreneurship. And this series help entrepreneurs just like Just and many others. You can go to a pitch room, talk about yourself probably about two minutes. Or, or else you can be a guest on my show. Talk about yourself, what kind of impact you create through my show. You have about 60 to 90 minutes. Let the world know who you are. Have a better impact and 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 let and, and educate people as to how you benefit them. So so that's what the aim of the show is. Through entrepreneurship, through about you know highlighting some of the challenges and struggle, we want to create more and more awareness. That's the aim of the show. And if you're listening to our conversation, guys, on live, I appreciate uh, you being here. Uh, even if on replay or on any broadcasting platforms which supports audio like uh, Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts, this is going to be the show is going to be broadcasted across those platforms in about two to three hours time. So please follow, uh, please follow the podcast, support us, show some love. Uh, please share this room uh, on, on, on social media so that more people can and again, you know, can learn about who just is and we can share his story through these platforms i want to quickly give a quick shout out to today's sponsor 
and I'm just gonna just pin the link. Give me just a second. Okay, so today's show is sponsored by How to Heal Your How to Heal Your Body Naturally by Kiana Del Rey, a leading strategist in holistic health. Twenty percent of people are living with a condition that is considered a chronic illness, whether it's asthma allergies or something more complex like autoimmune disease all of these conditions have something in common they know they they don't have any cure being an entrepreneur with chronic illness can impact productivity performance and most importantly profits kiana has left her initial career to build a chronic gut issue and arthritis took her quality of life through holistic lifestyle changes she naturally lost around 100 pounds and, and she has reduced her daily medication from 26 pills to a single medicine. Chronic means non-curative, but no cure doesn't mean no hope. If you are tired of being sick and if you are ready to start healing uh, naturally, click on the link which I have pinned on the top and you will be redirected uh, to a webinar. Uh, which I think it's on this Thursday. It's inexpensive. So guys, please click on the link uh, Show some love see if at all if it's a good fit for you and And I would highly encourage you I myself gonna be participating in it. So I highly encourage people to Join uh, the webinar and take advantage of what she's offering So so once again, thank you so much for your patience. Just uh, I appreciate you being here and guys if you have just joined in the conversation I just want to quickly acknowledge just is an entrepreneur a wellness veteran over 36 years of experience in spa wellness and hospitality industries specifically in the area of brand building strategy conceptualization business development and he has held more than 100 spas across the globe and, and also helped a dozen of global hotel brands so thank you just for being here so david i appreciate uh, you joining this conversation i see that you're new to the club welcome uh, to the club, do you have a question or would you like to contribute to this conversation? Jason, I really enjoy your rooms. I've listened a few times and it's a very calm and gentle room and you're great at how you present this room. I just want to give you some credit for a great room. Thank you for hosting. Uh, just, uh, you caught my attention when you were talking about how, as my wife and I have a side hustle that we've built into a business since 2014. And we've actually run into something you mentioned, and I'd like a little bit more perspective from you on it, if you don't mind. You talked about how people can be threatened by success. And in a side hustle environment, you have your nine to five job, you're working that, and you work with people who that is their life. They don't want to do anything more than the nine to five. And you, as, as somebody excited and passionate about a side hustle, I want to talk about it. I want to share it with my coworkers, but they don't want to hear it because it almost, it's almost abrasive to them. So if you can talk a little bit more about the threatening aspect and maybe how, how to bring people along with you on your journey as a side hustle and incorporate the people around you, friends, family, people who just don't get it and why you ha want to have a side hustle on top of a regular job. Man, that is, that is, that is such a great, um point that you bring up in such a, a good perspective. I've seen it with my own experience and I've watched it unfold with a lot of other people, other entrepreneurs, other groups that I'm in, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know that there's an easy 
solution. There's certainly not a singular one. For me, what I've seen a lot of people have success with, including myself, uh, is understanding that there are going to be people you're going to have to abandon on this journey. Um, and it's and you can't own that. It's not your fault. It's not their fault either. It's nobody's fault. It's just sometimes um, doing something like this, it's, it's going to eat up a lot of your energy, but also a lot of times, like you said, other people it causes discomfort for themselves, but you, you kind of have to think about why that might be. And a lot of times it's uncomfortable because either they wish they could do it and don't feel like they can, or they really just don't understand it. And so that's, that's intimidating and scary and frustrating for them, especially the type of people that you're talking about that uh, have spent a long time in whatever job that they have in their, their kind of state, in there they they're, they're sort of just comfortable maybe don't like the idea of risk uh and so in that way i kind of feel like if you're you, you sort of have to make a choice you're either going to drag those people along with you and it's going to be a bit of kicking and screaming and discomfort and at the end of the day, if you were outside, and again, I, I go back to this, taking your outside, yourself outside of you to gain some perspective, if you were watching somebody walk down the street dragging a bunch of people behind them and they were trying to get somewhere, you could see that dragging those people is not furthering their cause in any way. It's, it's preventing them from getting somewhere as fast as they could. And so if you can take that same vantage point on your own and think, Hey, I love these people. These are my friends. These are my family. These are people who maybe have supported me. Um, but if you're going to bring them into the process fully aware, right. And fully informed of what you're doing, you just have to know that that's going to drag you down. It, it, it's, you may overcome it, but at some point it is not beneficial to the process. And maybe the better way to do that is to share things very selectively share your wins without bragging, but, you know, each time you've achieved something, um, bringing them in there and maybe even giving them some of the credit, right? Thank you for your support, that kind of thing. That's a little easier than trying to explain what it is you're doing. Um, for me, I don't know what it's like for you, David, but for me, a lot of times the process that I'm going through, I don't even understand it while I'm in the process. I don't understand it till later until I've hit some kind of achievement. I, I don't know if that helped. Um, Definitely. And then back again to the title of the room as well. I came from a corporate environment. Um, I worked for three large global companies and I did store design. And um, so everything you see when you walk through the front door and where everything is, that was my job. And uh, so I loved it. I loved the corporate environment, but you just, just kind of felt like you had a role and that was as far as you went. You had the lunchroom, you could go grab a coffee with your coworkers, but going from a side hustle into working for yourself and making into your own business, it because of because of the um, the threatening nature of doing something above and beyond, and other people are feeling uncomfortable. It it tends to lead to loneliness. As an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, as a side hustle, where people don't get you, they don't get where you're going, and you see people pull back, and then leaving a corporate environment where you're surrounded by coworkers and a boss and the, the, the office parties, all that goes away and every day becomes Wednesday as a small business owner where you don't have weekends, you don't have that kind of 
routine of a corporate life. And do you have any suggestions for people who are on that path and and how to address the loneliness that does come with having a side hustle or a dream? 100% nailed it. Um, I, I just wrote something very similar uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, I think being an entrepreneur is just about the loneliest thing on earth. Um, you're, you truly are out on your own, whether you have partners, whether you have a, a spouse or a loved one who supports you, it all still feels like it comes back to you. Um, and, and for me, it's interesting that you bring that up. I'm, I'll talk about this at the end, but one of the things that I've been branching out into, so I'm trying to sort of tail off my work in the wellness industry. I think I've gone pretty far. Um, there's not a lot left that I would like to do. Uh, and so I'm starting to set up this group, um, and it's exactly to address what you just talked about, the loneliness of entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, and typically, you would join some type of group uh, where other people are like-minded. The, the issue with those groups sometimes is that they're sort of the hustle culture. Uh, and if you're not part of the hustle culture, you're just getting started, it could do the opposite. of, of Instead of making you feel like part of the group, it makes you feel even further out on the fringe or, or further isolated. Uh, and so I'm trying to put together a program um, that will be a more of a community type group, a support group sort of um, for people to talk about their projects and their endeavors and their, their life in this way, as far as an entrepreneurial life uh, and have people that understand that, um, that truly understand it, right? Because people watching you build something don't understand. People building something understand. Uh, and so it's the key is finding people that are, maybe they're not exactly the same as you. Maybe they don't have the same perspectives and they're not doing the same job, but the process is the same. That feeling uh, of being isolated is the same. And sometimes just having 15 minutes with somebody who's going through something that you're going through or that maybe already went through it, um, just like you're asking me now, you get a chance to ask, you know, 20, 30, 40 people the same question and somebody's going to resonate with you. Um, and I guess that's the short answer is don't rely so much on the network that you already have, friends and family, and go out there and see if you can find somebody that you resonate with that's on a similar mission. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. Hey, Thank no you, David. problem, David. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, those were some nice, interesting questions, David. So I, I appreciate you being here. I'm glad that you've been on, on the show before. I just wanted to know that, you know, whatever you see in me is not really a representation of myself. A lot of people have actually pushed me and trained me and educated me to do these rooms. So LJ is one of those, you know, mentors who has really guided me to do this podcasting. So I would give a shout out to him. So thank you, brother, for training me this well. He helps me a lot in the background, if you don't know. Uh, you see somebody down there, Kiana is there. She helps me. So these questions which I ask, you know, we sit throughout the night and we kind of, you know, make these questions for our guests. She helps. Uh, the format of the show was help, uh, you know, Tiffany Werner from Moments of Clarity with Tiffany. It's a radio show I help. She helped me with the, the structure of the show. So it's just not really. So if you see my success, it's not really me. It's everybody who is collectively helping. Uh, to make this happen so so i appreciate that david very very much 
I want to quickly give a shout out to my mentor once again, LJ. Thank you, brother, for being here. Uh, do you have a question or would you like to contribute uh, to our conversation? Yeah, first and foremost, man, thank you for your kind words. Uh, I want to echo what David just said, man. You, 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 you actually are doing some incredible work that um, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for. You know what I'm saying? So definitely um, that, that's, that's a, a point that I wanted to make. Um, it's hard to to help people that don't want to help themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and anybody in this room that has worked in business or try to inspire somebody like David was talking about to start their own business that isn't in the right mindset, it is like uh, leaving a horse to water that doesn't want to drink it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it, it's really difficult. Um, and I kind of feel where David's coming from because, like for example, right now, um, and I wanted to kind of ask my right now I'm I'm actually still working with the Air Force as a reservist, and so. When I'm not doing that, I'm working on my dream, right? For my, me and my fiance, for our family. And to and to just point, you kind of have to lock out what you're hearing from other people because they just don't understand it. They're like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? What's going on here? What's going on there?" And unless they're unless they're further ahead than you in business, they're not really going to understand what's going on with that. And uh, and the reason why I brought that up was because I, I love the point that just made. I mean, it is debatable, but I actually agree with him 100%, which is. You don't have to always be an entrepreneur if that's not if, if, if maybe the timing's not right. You still haven't learned certain certain skill sets. So his his point to kind of be an intrapreneur and really leverage those skills. I've, I actually was reading a, a book by Seth Godin, and one of the things that I started doing even even in the military was I was just taking on projects that were a lot pretty much outside of my pay grade, really he, like higher level projects. I mean, probably officers should have been doing these projects, and the reason why I did that was because I could leverage the the, like he was just saying, you, you leverage, the, they already have a system in place. They're looking for people that are interested. Most of these companies, most employees don't want to show up to work. So you just coming in with a positive attitude is probably going to make you 10, 10, 20% better than the next guy. And then you leverage those opportunities to develop and grow. And then you take those skill sets and apply it to your own thing. One of the things that I did when I was in my financial services company is we have offices all over the Hampton Roads area. And what I did is I started marketing and putting together marketing plans for each office. Like we would do live events and I would basically do all the, the quote unquote graphic design work. I'm not as great as uh, my buddy Jason, but I was doing some things that they weren't necessarily paying me for because I was part of the company. And then once COVID hit, I took all those skills that I was applying to, again, we had like one, maybe like four or five offices and I just put it all on my own brand. And so all that energy that I was putting on all these other companies, all these other organizations was just me specifically. So everybody was wondering, like, how the hell are you doing all this stuff so quickly? Like, how big is your team? It's like, it's just me because I had just developed the skills for free with other people. And again, this is going to people don't like the word free. Entrepreneurs hate the word free. I get it. But sometimes you got to work for free just to get the skills down because people can't really complain if you're doing it for them for free, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I, I just want to, uh, I want to amplify what just said is about, about that. A lot of people have this anti-job culture. However, I, I, and this is just my, my perspective. So, you know, there was an entrepreneur behind that company that got that company started. So instead of complaining about the job, I would encourage people to figure out who runs this company and get on their coattails and figure out what they're doing and how they're living. That's how I look at it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not here to, you know, to preach at anybody, but it has worked well for me to build relationships with people in higher levels of leadership, not just in the military, just in business, 
and nonprofits. I'm looking for who's running this damn thing. I need to be on there. I, I need to have their number. I need to have their name instead of just complaining. You know what I'm saying? So anyhow, just I hope that kind of <laughs> adds some value to the room. Jason, that's thank you. brilliant. Brilliant, LJ. I think that's that is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you and I resonate with a, a lot of things which you are saying, LJ. Like, you know, just getting an understanding who that entrepreneur is, who is making this thing roll, and, and how are they thinking. It's really understanding the way they think. Because when I was being an employee and, and being an entrepreneur, it's two different mindsets and, and how you perceive and look at things. So So that shift really helped me. To understand why entrepreneurship is slightly different so i'm with you bro and i i completely respect your opinion by the way the lonely thing i don't i don't agree with the i have i i embrace the fact that i have a very limited it I, and i was thinking about this too uh to just point you know you do feel lonely uh in business and i i want to talk to him probably have him on my show and kind of unpack that idea of some of the support groups that I've been part of, like not support groups, like you know, like alcohols and arms, but like support groups, it does end up becoming like, how many deals did you close a day? Woo! You know, it's just like everybody is just so hustle culture, <laughs> and you're like, dude, relax for a minute. It's <laughs> a good point, Jess. Yeah, it's, it's, I reframe it in those groups, and and sometimes I get kicked out, but it's like, how many people did you help today? How many lives did you make better today? If we're gonna, if we're gonna have a pissing contest, pardon the French, uh, let's let's have that be it instead of how many dollars did I earn? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You 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 bang on right, just thank you. I wanted to quickly give a shout out to LJ. So, so this is a course which I just also took, and and if you see me monetizing my podcast, so this this show really helped me. This workshop, not really a show, but a workshop, really helped me to step up my podcast game right from the beginning so this is my 22nd episode uh, which you're hearing right now so if you if you want to know how i made it happen i would recommend you to go through this workshop by lj i think is i still think he, he he's not making he's not charging enough i still think the course should be a little more so anyway brother i appreciate you helping me out uh, with my show and helping me run this effectively i want to quickly thank laurie and chi thank you so guys for patiently waiting guys if you if you want to come up on stage please raise your hand up and we will be happy to do the q a so laurie do you have a question or would you like to uh, contribute to this conversation you know i always have a question and a comment <laughs> um that's just who i am uh hey everybody just wanted to uh say that you know when it comes to questioning whether you should be an entrepreneur, I think there's a lot of people out. I shouldn't say a lot of people. There's a handful of people out there who are, I don't want to say natural born leaders, but they know they, they excel in leadership. They know that they have what it takes to do that. And they tend to work for people who maybe don't appreciate them or where they don't have work-life balance. And um, we all have transferable um job skills, right? So wherever we work, you know, whether you work in customer support or sales, you know, all that stuff is transferable. So I would say just like as an encouragement is that, you know, try to find the threads of how all of your skills will tie into your um, journey of entrepreneurship. And I'm sure that they all will somewhere. Because as I reflect, you know, the past couple of weeks about 
um, my own, you know, journey. And even for me with two businesses now, um, I can actually tie them in together to the businesses. So, you know, like uh, taking some time to see where you can find the crossover is really important and where you can find your skills and apply them is really important. And um, if you have that itch in your belly, trust your instincts and try it out. The worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out and you go back to finding a job that best suits you. And um, we was mentioned, I think, a little earlier about how it all falls back on you. And it truly does. I think when you understand as a leader or as the owner of any company that you have to take accountability for the success of that company. And part of that accountability maybe isn't in doing everything, but it's understanding that if you can't do it, finding the right person to do it, and then um, making sure that you're checking with that person all the time to see if they're doing their job. You know, like you, you can't kind of like, you know, I've been in many places corporate wise that have not checked in with the right people and have not replaced the people um, that are not doing well. They just kind of allow them to just continue to not do well instead of really finding out why are they not doing well. There's always a reason why. So, um, and a lot of that is they're just not happy with the leadership, the management of that particular department. So um, taking that into account when you create your own, um, when you create your own company with branches of people, you know, as it grows and you expand, just make sure that you're not letting that go. So I want, I had a question cause you had said um, that a lot of people think they want to own their own company until they actually do. So I don't know if there was a point in time that once you owned your own business that it clicked for you, like, yes, this is for me. And I knew I had what it took. And these are the ways that I feel that I should have made sure that I trusted my instincts all along. So I don't know if there's a point where once you got started that it, it was confirmed. <laughs> Um, I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> no, uh, I think um, <laughs> for me, it was when I, I sort of shifted. So it, it goes back a little bit to what I was saying earlier about letting the outside noise in. Um, when I decided to start my own company, essentially I was doing exactly the same thing that Starwood was paying me for. So I didn't even change jobs really. I, I didn't change what I was doing. It's just that now the buck stopped with me, uh, but also all the revenue came to me. Right. So I, I wasn't working for Starwood anymore. I was working for myself doing exactly the same thing. But when I did that, um, I was scared to death. So I started reaching out to people around me that had their own businesses, people I knew, people I didn't know, um, and I started actively seeking all of that in, outside input. But what it did is you start getting people who've done it their way, uh, and it works really well for them because it's their way. And so uh, a lot of what I got in the beginning was, you know, you have to have this in place. You've got to have a, a you know, an LLC or an S corp. You've got to have a bank account. You've got to have um, this type of you know, uh, software for invoicing and you've got to do this when you, uh, put together a scope of work or proposal. And I spent a lot of energy and a lot of time, many, many months trying to build all those systems and copy people and whatever. Uh, and I lost complete focus on the actual work. And so the work I was doing was sort of being called in because I was 
being quote unquote a businessman, right? Uh, and what I learned for myself, and I, I wouldn't, I don't paint this as a broad brush. I think it's different for every person, but for what what made me realize that yes, I am capable of being an entrepreneur. I do want to do this. Was to let some of those things go. Um, I spent the next year, so basically all of 2005, um, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I'm sorry, 2011, uh, figuring out what I wanted to do, what what I wanted my legacy to be, what did I want my work to reflect, and I focused all on that. And certainly, my business processes were a bit of a mess. Um, you know, it would have been nice if I could have done both, but for me, what ended up working out was focusing on the work that I was doing. Um, and when I received the feedback from that work, that's when I knew, okay, I can do this. I'm good at it. I'm going to continue doing it. And from that point to now, I've never placed a single ad. I've never even like, you can see my clubhouse profile is pitiful. I've got to work on that. I don't have a lot of social media, everything that I've done. So almost, uh, well, 2010 to now, so almost 12 years of sustained work has all been referral work. Uh, and I've only focused on my work and, and what the result was and not on all of the things that people think of when they think of a business. Now, again, that's for me, I don't want to misguide anybody that that doesn't mean that's the way to do it, but that's the way I did it. Awesome, awesome, Laurie. Does that answer your question, or uh, do you would you have do you have a follow up question before we move on to G? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a process for everybody. Everybody's experience is different as far as when they get confirmation. And as he joked in the beginning, is like, you know, um, everybody goes through ups and downs of feeling, you know, the imposter syndrome thing or confident versus a little vulnerable in what they're able to offer. But, you know, it's because we naturally want to compare ourselves to other people. And so, you know, sometimes it just means that we have to go deeper within ourselves and get introspective and, and, um, you know, maybe write down all the ways in which we're qualified to do what we're doing. You know, it's like we have to, unfortunately, with entrepreneurship, sometimes it means kicking your own ass, you know, encouraging yourself. It's like the gym, you know, when you're working, you're out. When you're working out, you got to go like, oh, okay, I'm going to do 100 when I get to 100. No, 10 more. Like, you have to keep doing that with entrepreneurship. No, 10 more. No, you know, maybe 10 more minutes or one more hour or whatever it is um, to go on and to uh, flex the muscles. Thank you, Absolutely. Jason. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with Laurie. Thank you so much for being here and for consistently supporting the show. I want to quickly give a shout out to my sister, Chi. Thank you so much. So lovely to see you here. And 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 before I ask Chi to you know ask a question or comment to this conversation, I want to quickly guys give you a heads up to all the people who just joined in our conversation. Welcome to Brand Identity Design Club. And I'm your host, Jason. Jason with an I. And I'm currently interviewing my guest, uh, Just Sturgis. He's an entrepreneur, a wellness veteran. The reason why we call him a wellness veteran is because of his 36 years of experience in spa, wellness, and hospitality industry, specifically in the areas of brand building, strategy, conceptualization, business development. And he has worked with more than 100 spas and a dozen of global uh, hotel, grand hotel brands. So, so, so we're just having a Q&A with Just asking him about how leveraging your corporate experience in business should you should you not 
and and we're having a Q&A so if you have questions feel free to uh, you know ask these questions if you have a comment you'd like to make feel free to do that so Chi thank you so much for being here welcome do you have a question or would you like to contribute to this conversation um well I mean I just want to say this has been great for the last past 20 minutes that I've been here it's awesome um and the conversation is definitely just growing I would like to ask just um you know, uh, well, I, I heard the comment come out in regards to, um, you know, keeping certain things to yourself when it comes down to business. And, you know, how does that really look? You know, for, for me, I've learned that sometimes, you know, people are dream snatchers and you share ideas and, you, and you're thinking you're going the right direction by, you know, brainstorming with people and then you find out hey that listen they, they've taken your idea and then um went off and 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 took your idea and, and went on in business and now you're like okay you know do, do you allow that to defeat you or do you keep on moving forward and then moving forward from that um how do you uh not allow that to be your achilles heel if that makes sense. Yeah, great question. Um, that That's happened to me many, many times. So I feel like I'm actually prepared to answer this one. Um, I guess the first thing is that the, the first time it happened to me were where I thought I had a great idea and kind of um, started to put it out there and then somebody took it and ran with it um, and got there before I did. Uh, my first you know, like every, anybody else, I was very emotional about it. I felt uh, a little betrayed and maybe frustrated and, and angry. But again, I have that habit of stepping outside of myself for, for perspective. And when I looked at it objectively, I had to ask myself a couple questions. One, was it really something that I wanted to do? That idea, was that something that was really kind of my top priority? Um, and if it was, then why hadn't I done it? How, do, how could I let somebody beat me to it? Um, and what I almost always figure out is that it really wasn't my top priority. I thought it was. I was putting energy into it, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. But I didn't have that unstoppable passion for it. It wasn't something that, uh, you know, it, that I was pouring every bit of myself into, Um and in that vein, then I felt like, well, I have two choices now. I can either continue down the track, you know, because may maybe the competitor in me now really wants to do it because somebody else did it. And if that's the case, how do I make it different or better or both? Uh, or that ship has passed. It, I wasn't really into it to begin with. This other person took it. Uh, and now at that point, I felt like, um, you know, I should actually applaud this person because it was a great idea. I wasn't going to do it. I was dragging my feet. They did it. They've done it successfully. And, you know, in many cases where that's happened and it has happened to me multiple times, I've gone back to that person and said, Hey, you know, this, I had the same idea. It was really cool. Here's a few things I was going to do. Um, you know, if, if take it for what it's worth, uh, and spend a lot of time promoting those people and those types of things. So the idea became more important than me, uh, in that way. And I'll tell you that every time I've done that, every single time it's come back to me, um, karmically in a very positive way. And so just sort of letting go 
of of that idea of loss. It wasn't a loss. It's actually just gone a different direction. It's gone beyond me. Um, I don't know if that if that was indirect answer to what you were asking, but it, you know, I, I think the the key to it is that piece of it is not holding on to the idea. If you really were into the idea, you would have already done it. Uh, and if you're still really into doing it do it anyway. Uh, there's plenty of room for us. There's billions of people on this planet. So every idea is still a, value, a viable idea. That was spot on. No, um, I totally agree. And I, I love your response um, um, for, for many different reasons, because at the end of the day, it does come to the point where as you make that realization is saying, okay, you know what, listen, if the cause is still getting done, then that was the greater thing that needed to be focused on. And I'm okay with that. And I'm, and Hey, listen, I'm happy to be even a part of it. And then knowing that because of that, the universe will repay you for it and you don't have to worry about it. So thank you. I really appreciate that. So thank you, Josh. Yeah. I want to jump in here. I, I loved, I loved your response, Jess. And uh, I heard a quote he was saying, it was by uh, Billy Jean. He's a, he's a marketing uh, guy that I follow. He's like, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea. It's just million dollar execution. So uh, what I found, and this happened to me, um, I mentioned this before, like, so when I would do my offices, we would have um, wine and cheese events before we did our financial services workshops, right? Which was a great way to get, you know, couples into the event because like on Thursday night, You've been working all week. Who the hell wants to go out and watch and, le and learn about their they insurance plan, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just boring to people. I <laughs> <laughs> so I had this idea, right? And, and, and somebody stole the idea, went to one of our big corporate events, um, and, and got credit for the idea, even though they came to my office when I had just started. Um, and I wasn't upset about it because it was a great idea. It's just that well, they, they took it, that office took it, and... They had a lot of support with their leadership team and they ran with it, did very well. Um, however, it's like that when that happens, I wasn't upset. I was like, oh, it was, it was a great idea. They did it, they did it, they did it, they, they took it and ran with it, you know? And other times people take your idea and they, they don't know how to execute on it. So even if they take your idea, like, like either they're gonna do well, and then you know you, you know, you you, you kind of you may not get the credit from the big stage, but you know, like that was my that was my concept. But uh, on the backside, if they don't do well, it's like, well, they didn't know how to execute on it because I wasn't involved with it. So either way, I, I, I think it's all about a perspective thing. Uh, a lot of that stuff comes down to like childhood traumas of being hurt and rejected and feelings of uh, neglect. So you kind of have to figure out like, what is it about me that makes this hurt me so bad? And maybe I have to uh, reflect on that. That's just how I look at my stuff personally. Great point. Great point. Absolutely. Great wanna... point, Angie. Sorry, I just wanted to say Chi too. No one else can do it like you. So even if you did the same thing, you're going to have different inflections, different experiences, different professional knowledge. So if you ever um, are in that predicament, I would still say, you know, like, no one can be you. So keep going. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Chi, do you have a follow-up question before we move to Chandra? No, sir. No, not a follow-up question. Yeah, no. no problem. I appreciate you. You know, you coming here and asking this question. Thank you so much, Chandra. Thank you so much uh, for joining our stage. Chandra is a part of the nice talk show we have in the morning called as the Lemonade Conversation. So, 
So thank you, Chandra, for being here. And I'm a big fan of the Lemonade Conversation. Personally, a part of that tribe, a proud team member there. <laughs> so Chandra, do you have a question? Or do you, would you like to contribute to our conversation? Oh, I think Chandra is away from our phone. Chandra, can you there? I, I think you're on mute. Can you hear us? Chandra. All right, we're going to circle back to Chandra. So since Girish is waiting, Girish, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for joining our conversation today. Uh, do you have a question or would you like to contribute to this conversation? Yeah, sorry, I, I came in late, but I do apologize. But, uh, well, Justin and I are going to be uh, meeting up soon. So I have plenty of, uh, uh, I guess, research that I have to do when we meet. <laughs> so thank you again for that. Looking forward to it, Gersh. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. I just wanted to say thanks to Girish. Girish has consistently helped me out with, with regards to some of the interview questions and and how to actually filter down guests. So a lot of those suggestions really come from Girish. Uh, I have this podcast linked uh, right on the top. So guys, I highly encourage people to follow his podcast. We want to just learn about a certain style of asking questions, how to phrase questions. I think he offers a wealth of experience with regards to that. Uh, that has really helped me a lot. So thank you so much, Girish, for being here. Kiana, and Kiana, thank you so much for sponsoring today's show. Uh, we were waiting for you. I, I know you had to go. So do you have a question or would you like to contribute to our conversation? Hey, Jason. Thank you so much, everyone, for um, having me here and being here. Thank you, Jess. I really liked what Jess shared about being lonely in entrepreneurship. Um, I've definitely felt that. Like, I don't necessarily express a lot of what I'm doing to my friends because they don't understand it. They don't care or they like think I'm crazy for not having like a regular job. So I've just decided that you wouldn't ask an accountant to help you out with your horse farm. Like you just don't go asking people for expertise on things they know nothing about. So I keep things to myself and when I succeed, they can just hit me up like they hit up Post Malone and be like, congratulations, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's where I'm at with it. And you just kind of got to find people who do support you, like all the people in this room, support the brand identity design club, and go ahead and hit that greenhouse at the top, y'all, and support Jason. Make sure that you're following Jess and all the other folks on stage, because this is such a supportive rate right here. You know, I will say, even though entrepreneurship is lonely, I've, I'm so grateful for apps like Clubhouse and um, opportunities for networking, like LJ's podcast class that he did, um, because I got a chance to connect with Jason and we're very, very close uh, friends. So, you know, you never know who you might connect with online. So I think just finding the people who support you is what matters and letting the haters sip on their haterade. This is Kiana and I'm done speaking. <laughs> hey, Kiana. I love that. Thank you. Love that, Kiana. I'll, I'll add one little caveat to what I said earlier. When I when I talk about um, the loneliness of entrepreneurialism, I think it's really the process that's lonely, not the lifestyle. Right? I've I've met the most incredible people since I started doing my own thing, and I feel like I have a huge network of people that maybe I only speak to once in a while, or or maybe only ever once. 
And yet the people with the mindset of like the folks that are in this room right now, every time they're willing to help out, they may not even know you. So from a, from a global standpoint, it's not lonely at all. It's actually a fantastic community. Uh, but when you're in that process, that's the points where you feel alone when it's 2 AM and you're trying to finish something up. Uh, those are the times when it feels lonely, but otherwise I love this whole lifestyle. It, it's, it makes my day every day shows like this. Absolutely. Kiana, thank you so much for always bringing positive energy to the room. We love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I have, uh, this is the guys, this is the link I was talking about when we resetted the room first. So if you are, if you, if you have chronic illness, uh, and if you, if you, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, there is no cure or there is no hope. So please click on the link above, join the webinar. It's going to give you a wealth of in information. It's inexpensive. And, and I think it really helps a lot of people. So, so I fully support it and I highly recommend you guys to do the same. So thank you so much, Guyana, once again, Fabian. So, so grateful to see you, brother. Do you have a question or would you like to contribute to this conversation? Fabian, I, I don't think we can hear you. Okay. Let, let me circle back to you, Fabian. So Chandra, are you available right now? Okay, so I'm just going to move them back to the audience since they are unavailable. So, so just what we can do is we can, uh, we can go towards the end of the leg of, your, of our session when you get the opportunity to tell us about some of the upcoming events or promotions uh, which your business is doing and, and, and let, let us know as to how people can reach out to you and take advantage uh, of some of the business offerings you have. I have pinned uh, your website link, which you have shared with me right on to the top. Why don't we speak on that? Sure. Uh, thanks for pinning that. It looks like I've got to change out that <laughs> icon as well. It's a little pixelated. <laughs> That's my bad. My bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the cobbler's uh, shoes. That's how that website is. It's pretty bad. But um, yeah, I, so I'm a little different than probably a lot of people on Clubhouse and a lot of people in this room. Um, I've been so focused on doing my specific projects, which again, a lot of it is for corporate companies, for large hotels and hotel chains and things. Um, so I haven't really thought about what my maybe personal or, or business offerings would be to a group like this. I don't have much to promote um, at the moment, um, what I will say is that uh, in terms of what I do, uh, I do a lot of general consulting uh, as well for any type of business. Um, when I do coaching calls and, and I do that um, irregularly, or I should do it, I do it often, but I don't promote it. It's not a service that I promote. It's mainly kind of word of mouth type of thing. But uh, a lot of what I do is sessions where I help people kind of uncover um, either new trajectories or maybe opportunities that they're not seeing because they're inside of the process. I know that I've always enjoyed speaking with people and getting perspectives and it always helps me kind of uncover things that I'm not uh, seeing because I'm in the process. And so um, that is a service that I do offer. I do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching calls and basically just listen to what um your, your business is doing ideas that you might have or obstacles that you have. Uh, and I'm very good at identifying 
opportunities within that. Um, I can be found pretty much on any of those social links that you've shared. So LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook, doesn't matter. Um, hopefully this coming week, I'll spend a little time on my clubhouse profile and get it looking <laughs> more up to speed with the rest of you. <laughs> There's some very impressive profiles I was looking at today. So at some point I'll, uh, I'll focus in on that. Uh, and otherwise, if anybody knows anyone, uh, who's developing a spa wellness or fitness center or any type of programming like that. I'm always uh, available to look at those gigs. Um, I've done everything from uh, building a spa brand for the queen of Qatar to uh, working with a mattress company on how to inject wellness into their um, marketing and products. So I can do just about anything in that realm. Um, if you have anybody that you know of that, that works in that space, and I know there's a few of you here that do, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, you know, I have pinned the link onto the top. If you, you know, just also has his Instagram, you know, link to his bio on his profile, you can reach out to him directly there. Also, I'm going to have all the other links uh, on my show notes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts in, in about roughly an hour or two. I want to quickly acknowledge uh, the, you know, some of the listeners who have been listening to our conversation patiently. Brandon is a good friend. He's also a designer uh, and, and he also does a lot of good stuff. I am a big, big fan of him. So thank you, Brandon, for being here. If you'd like to come up, please raise your hand. I'll be happy to bring you up. Octavius health and otis thank you guys for joining the conversation i see that you guys are new to the club so welcome to the brand identity design club i want to quickly give a shout out again to chandra and fabian for joining the conversation guys if you guys are back please do raise your hand up and i'll be happy to bring you up uh we would be reaching the end of our room actually we've got another nine minutes to go i i wanted to quickly thank all the people who are supporting the show consistently uh, we we did get a few people who did ended up supporting the show and so i want to thank those individuals personally i was not actually allowed to disclose the name because they wanted to keep it a secret thank you so much for supporting the show and and i i'm, I'm just going to go ahead and ping uh, my link tree so guys i'm into the profession of i'm a designer myself i specialize in corporate identities so just if you want me to help you out creating a simplified version of just that icon brother just reach out to me i'll be happy to help you out i'm positive you can just take care of it by yourself but just in case if you want it to happen like do you it, can reach out do to it. Me. so i have i agree i agree I, I i've been very impressed with everything you've done jason so i definitely will reach out absolutely absolutely so just thank you so much for that so guys you know i, I specialize in corporate identities uh, creating a logo and a logo system around it like you know it should be responsive that means it should work uh, from the smallest version to the biggest version without losing any details so that's what i specialize in and having an identity system around means having a consistent color palette the color palette should have contrast it should make sense uh, you know it the it, it has to match it just needs to vibe good so i help you to create a color palette Come up with custom typography. When I say custom, I mean something which is very specific. I don't create fonts, fonts unless and until my client would really ask me to. Uh, you know, stationary uh, design, application design, 
and social media, the way it looks, feels, patterns, textures, and many other, other things which I do also offer. So do reach out to me. On top of that, if you if you like to be a guest on the show or recommend anybody to be a guest, all those links are on my link tree. If you like to advertise, feel free to reach out as well. All those links are listed. And I wanted to quickly let you know, tomorrow will be the last episode for season one. Uh, we would be, I think I've so far, um, I think it's going to be 23. I, I kind of, you know, lost count as to how many I did, honestly. So I think it's 23 tomorrow. We will end the season. Uh, I'm going to be taking a break so that, you know, we can go through some of the analytics of the show, find out uh, what's working, what's not working, and come back. Me and LJ are actually working on the un unscripted business insight podcast also. Uh, we would communicate that with you as well. So people who actually become a guest on the show do also get a, a little promotion or a discount from my side when they take up identity projects from my end. So I just want you to know that, you know, there's a lot of other value apart from just the flyer which you see, which I generally create. So thank you so much. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we close the room? Anyone, anyone? I have, I have a couple, Jason. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that anybody who's even considering coming on this show, I have to tell you, I gave Jason very, very little to work with. Um, that's on me. I, I didn't have a whole lot of idea um, on, on what to do here. And he crafted this masterfully. Um, pretty much everything we talked about today is a result of, of uh, Jason and I imagine some of these other folks he works with putting this together. So uh, if you have any doubts or you don't feel like you have something to say, give it a shot anyway. I, I'm very confident that Jason will give you a uh, forum that matches up with, with you. Um, and one other thing I forgot to mention is that I am uh, creating a new project. Um, it's called Growth Spaces. I re alluded to that earlier. Uh, it's an entrepreneurial community. Uh, and when I have that up and running, hopefully very shortly here, I will uh, kind of circle back and, and uh, come into one of the groups and what have you and share. Um, but that'll be coming up. And it's similar to this, only uh, it's like Clubhouse, but video version. So uh, hopefully it'll be of interest to some folks. And thank you all for listening and for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, okay. I, I just wanted to say that. No, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I, I didn't get a chance to say it, but yes, LJ, Garish, um, whatever you have done for Jason has been absolutely beautiful. He always had the star quality, um, but having the guidance behind it has definitely paid off. And I agree, Joss. Um, I, I did do a show with Jason, and I didn't give him much, but he created something so beautiful behind it. So I just wanted to say, you know, fellas, job well done, and just keep on doing the things that are leading you to your continued destiny because you're living on purpose. Thank you. That's very kind and generous of you, Chi. I appreciate everybody who is here. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting my stage and helping me grow as an entrepreneur and also a podcaster. Fairly new in this space, but really help. You know, your, your encouragement just really helps. So thank you. I, once again, you know, see, more than me is the guest who really makes a difference. So just I want to thank you personally for accepting uh, my request. I know it was a very short 
like you know it's not like you know we knew each other a lot but i i feel very closely connected i'm i'm very very happy with this friendship and i think it's going to build uh, a, you know i i think we're going to be building over this right i think it's it's going to lead us to more opportunities we're going to make a difference in each other's life so thank you so much just for being such an amazing guest thank you appreciate it very much Mm-hmm. no problem no problem i'm sure you guys are aware of the format so we towards the end of the show what we do is we do a countdown from 10 and the guest starts and we go backwards and we end the room by high-fiving each other virtually so let's unmute guys everybody on stage let's unmute and let's <laughs> let's do a countdown so just we'll start from you <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's do that let's do that let's do that let's go just go ahead now what do i do a countdown i just say thank you no no countdown oh, from 10 9 yeah go ahead 8 hey 12 36 7 42 1 5 5 4 2000 3 2 4 6 2 1 1 guys goodbye happy new year <laughs> Bye Bye everyone. Thank you so much. Bye everyone. Bye. Have a good day. Be safe, everybody. God bless.